Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning, hoping all is well with you out there today. This episode will be a bit of a longer one and it might be a good one if you're on a drive and just need something to listen to, FYI, not a short one. And also just a really quick thing here of just saying that I know that, you know, I'm sorry that I haven't been able to put out an episode every single day recently. I think this month I've probably, the past month or two, I've probably missed like four or five days. So I do apologize about that. And I might have to mark this podcast as one that comes out weekly, not daily, but I'm going to keep trying to do it daily. It's, it won't change anything. It's just, I don't want to get people's hopes up if I, if I'm not there one day. And there's just been a lot of craziness in my life recently, which I won't waste your time with here other than as to say that we basically have to sell our house because of the ground shifting and a bunch of flooding that happened this past summer and fall and winter and mold, uh, lead exposure from old paint within the walls and cracking foundation, etc. So not trying to put my burden onto you at all today but i just wanted you to know that's why we're kind of we're in flux here we got to sell our house and find a new one and houses are just too much right now so that's what we're trying to figure out (laughs) if you feel like supporting this podcast click the link no i'm just kidding um (laughs) we'll we'll probably be okay it's just gonna be it'll be a bit of a thing for a while anyway thanks for sticking with me through it all so with that and without further ado here we go today i have found the perfect framing for what I've been saying for a long time now. And specifically, I mean what I've been saying about how Kratom interacts with my body differently in different scenarios, and sometimes it's kind of unpredictable, and sometimes it does something that's the opposite of what it had been doing. Anyway, let's just jump in here. So here's a post on Reddit, and I think that they frame this perfectly by just kind of like saying, like, why is Kratom a hit or miss, you know? So here we go. Has anyone cracked the code regarding how hit and miss Kratom is? This is posted by DarkWombat45. Props for that username, by the way. I love that. Okay, so open quote here. Here we go. I know the human body is complex at any given time. There are hundreds of combinations that may affect what you take, but I've been using Kratom for two years now and take about two and a half grams two or three times per day. Not a huge amount. I've tried everything. Magnesium, Diet Coke, early morning, late at night, low doses, higher dose. The effect is completely random, but is always one of... Then here's a a list of things that they say. 60% of the time puts me in a good mood, slight relaxation. 10% of the time feels great and kick-ass feel of opioids. (laughs) My goodness. Opioids. (laughs) O-P-I-O-D-S. Opioids. Opioids. 10% of the time, complete and total body fatigue, not in a good way. 10% of the time, so-so, feel with some anxiety. 10% of the time, absolutely no effect. What is the secret? And please don't say 
quote, take with apple cider, unquote, or something like that. Laugh out loud. Close quote. So that is their question posed on Reddit. Now, before we dive in, just a quick note. I'm not saying that this is my viewpoint at all whatsoever, nor do I endorse taking Kratom. All of that stuff. I'm not a doctor. This is not advice. Medical advice shouldn't be taken as such. I don't know anything, and I'm not telling anyone that they should take Kratom. And it's not approved by the FDA. All right. Whew. I need my inhaler after that. <laughs> so, okay. So, with that in mind, I wanted to talk about this so badly because it really aligns with what I've been talking about on the show for a while and that you've been listening to. First off, this person's experience with Kratom, or the way they take it rather, is pretty close to me and how I do it. Um, They say two and a half grams, two or three times per day, not a huge amount. Um, Them saying not a huge amount, their words, not mine, although that's my opinion as well. Um, I've taken two, two and a half grams, um, two times per day, very often, as you probably all know. Uh, I don't take it that way every day, and I don't take Kratom every day, so maybe they take it more often than I do, but in terms of the amount, pretty much right on point when it comes to what I do. And the next thing, they've tried everything in their words, and I am relating to this more than anything else as well. Like, they say, magnesium, diet, coke, early morning, late at night, low dose, higher dose, the effect is completely random. Um, I, I don't experience a completely random effect, but I think and from your memory, maybe you remember, from all my experiences, I think that a lot of factors do change how Kratom affects me, and I love talking about that and noticing it, and I also am very confused by it, (laughs) too. So it's like, I feel like this kind of just popped out of my own head, like I could have written this post almost, except for the next part, but (laughs) we'll get to that in a sec. So they are saying magnesium diet coke. Um, I've never talked about either of those, but what I have talked about is like, Everything from um, vitamin B12 and how that's affected what Kratom does for me to like, I don't know, what kind of snack I have beforehand and that I found a sweet potato, (laughs) a baked sweet potato is like the perfect thing for before Kratom. (laughs) I did an episode on that. That's how ridiculous this show can be. And uh, and that was a pretty big discovery for me. I was like, wow, that really made the experience work out well. So it's like what? (laughs) Why is a baked sweet potato doing the job that even like a normal potato doesn't quite do, you know? Um, maybe because it's sweet. Then, that was a joke. Then he's talking about early morning, late at night. So early morning, late at night, I've talked about those things so often, like taking a type of Kratom that I normally take midday, but having it early in the morning. How often have I brought that up? How often have I brought up taking like green mangda in the afternoon versus the morning into white in the morning versus the afternoon and how those experiences seem to change, but then change back again. And like my routine flips because of that. And I didn't know why necessarily. Um, Finally, they say low dose, high dose. That I think makes more sense when it comes to how that affects your body differently. However, I think what they're saying is no matter what they're doing, like taking a lower dose or higher dose, even if you do that consistently, it still changes day to day to day or dose to dose. And I guess I've experienced that to some degree, but I think when I take higher amounts, you know, a, a larger serving size of Kratom for me is going to more or less start to become more heavy, more relaxing. I'm not going to get super energized at that point at all, no matter what, even if it's a white. And 
If it's a low amount, I think that it's more random for me when it's a smaller amount of Kratom. Like when it's a small serving size of Kratom, I have not found as much consistency. I think it kind of varies by the type, but also circumstance, which is kind of the point of this post. So I kind of relate to that one, but not as much as like with the higher serving size. I think that that's a little more consistent for my experiences, but not for theirs apparently. Now, there's all that similarity, but then they go into more of the specifics. They say always random, but always one of one of the following things here. Okay. 60% of the time. So most of the time it puts them in a good mood, slight relaxation. I think that that for me would be more like, I mean, I'm taking Kratom for different reasons, but I would say generally, if I'm just going to generalize it, I would say that's more like an 80%, 90% figure for me. Um, at, at least I think. Yeah, definitely. I would say maybe even 95% of the time that's that's relevant for me. Or at least I, I would put an equivalent there. Like it does what I'm trying to do. It, I feel like I'm more in the place I want to be in, which is kind of where the good mood can spur from. And then the slight relaxation, I think, kind of comes with Kratom in general for me. So then they say 10% of the time feels great kick-ass feel of opioids again i'm not trying i'm sorry dark wombat 45 i just think it's funny and kick-ass feel of opioids <laughs> okay i'll stop so 10 percent of the time it feels great and it's like a kick-ass feeling of opioids so i don't know really what opioids feel like i think i've i've only tried one kind once i'm not even yeah i know i mean i don't really know i've had i've had um you know like codeine prescribed to me after i got my wisdom teeth out and that's pretty much the closest i've ever gotten to to something like you know stronger than kratom considered an opioid you know with no debate around whether or not it's an opioid or and antagonist or axon whatever receptors you know <laughs> like i've never done heroin my i watched my brother go through all of that so i i don't really have much of a much of a say or experience or any input on what those feel like um 10 of the time also you know of course i know opioids aren't just you know illegal drugs like heroin they're also legal ones um but i don't have any experience with those either really so 10 of the time that 10 of the time Complete and total body fatigue, not in a good way. 10% of the time, so-so, feel with some anxiety. I think that maybe I could say maybe 1% to 3% of the time for me, I'll get a so-so feeling from the Kratom. I don't think, I think you could maybe count on one hand... No, you can you can count on one finger <laughs> how many times I've gotten anxiety from Kratom um, other than, you know, excluding experiences. The few experiences I've had where like I've taken too much to the point where like I feel sick. I, you know, I feel kind of like my head's spinny and my vision's, you know, getting blurry and it's like I've taken too much. I feel like I am sick and I've poisoned myself like that kind of feeling just oh way too much why did i do that to myself um i'll get anxiety when that happens sometimes sometimes i'm just like oh no but i'm not like anxious i just i'm just blah but i thankfully i've only had a few of those experiences um over the years 
but but I I other than that, like I I've only probably had anxiety stem from the kratom without taking too much of it, maybe once, probably. I mean, I I really can't even put a solid memory to it, but I I know it's happened once. So the so-so feel with some anxiety, the so-so feeling I've certainly had more so than anxiety. Maybe that's more like the 3% figure. Well, 1% to 3%, I mean. 10% of the time for them, absolutely no effect. This, I would say, if I take capsules, <laughs> up until recently, if you would have listened to any of my episodes up until recently, I think that the figure would be like, I get absolutely no effect 100% of the time I take capsules. <laughs> And then recently I actually started feeling something or noticing it in a different way. And you can look at those. I did like two episodes on capsules over the past month or so. And and I kind of started realizing that I, I guess there is a time and a place for it for me where capsules help. But I needed to learn a bit more about it, think about it in a different way and be more aware of like my body when it comes to that. And also the circumstance. So it was a bit random in some ways too. Um, because like I'm taking the same amount in terms of the capsule and even the same type and I would get different experiences. So let's kind of take a step back here and look at all of this at once. I think of course Kratom is going to give different effects based on different environments and experiences that you've had in the past, how aware of your body you are and you know etc etc all of the factors that could go into it. Now looking at the comments people say that it's an accurate breakdown for them too one person says one person says it must have to do with the leaves themselves like the powder is a bunch of dried leaves but some are bound to be better quality than others um you don't know where the powder is that you're getting that scoop from so uh one person says make sure you're drinking plenty of water plenty of water activates the kratom compared to not drinking plenty of water Personally, I rotate strains on a daily basis, another person says. Another person says, I feel like rotating strains kind of helps with this, but yeah, sometimes Kratom is almost a negative. It's usually when I haven't gotten great sleep. Red almost always makes me irritable. Now, for some reason, even though it's all I used for a while. So this person's experiencing a shift, you know, and I've, I've experienced a shift as well over the years in different ways that Kratom affects me, different types. Um quality of kratom and tolerance someone says uh you don't think there is a code to crack as each tree and each leaf on that tree potentially has different alkaloids so as i understand it it's a variable compound which is why i want to get the hell off it (laughs) that is a great way of framing that um that's a great that's a great comment i don't know why that one sticks out to me that's just great i mean like it's it really is that's kind of the background thing, right? Like that's kind of the, the always the elephant in the room with anything. And it's just a matter of what happens next. Like for instance, we have all these kratom leaves. The alkaloid content does seem to differ even between the leaves not themselves next to each other pretty much. So it really is a lot of randomness in in some way. I mean, not randomness, but it's just too complex for us to to figure out you know what's going on there without a quantum computer in our back pocket so until we have that (laughs) we're we're not going to be able to predict the alkaloid content of every leaf on a tree so it's like this is kind of playing 
you know, poker or a guessing game in a lot of ways. And and that's something that it could be scary and uh, to some people. And certainly sometimes I'm like, what the heck? Now on the other on the other end of the spectrum, I think that that kind of is. It's weird to see that next to or in juxtaposition to kind of like pharmaceutical pharmacology, like having pre-measured perfect doses of things. Um, when, like for instance, aspirin is. It, it comes from its original source as a plant. People already had access to it and used it. Were they measuring it with a with a pill, you know, measuring nanogram measurement device? No. But they were probably measuring it in their own way and getting roughly about a certain amount or just what seemed to be right or correct. And hey, when people came by or came around and realized, oh, wow. That's something that we should make into aspirin. <laughs> Simplified view of history. Uh, they were saying that because they saw it working. So it, it's it's not like having a definitive, perfect view of what you're taking on the chemical level, alkaloid level, 100% accurate is necessarily in and of itself great or helpful, if that makes any sense. Sorry, I just took you down a yellow brick road there, but but... I'm just kind of running through it all. Um, the last thing I'll read off here. Someone says all of the replies are wrong. <laughs> this is why I love Reddit. The real answer <laughs> is that kratom is absorbed in your large intestines and it can take a really long time to get there for many people. The only way for me to feel kratom is to eat something immediately after I take it. Try doing this every time you take kratom. Eat a heavy meal immediately after ingestion. I guarantee you should feel something every time. If you are experiencing weaker effects, you have simply increased your tolerance, most likely by a lot. Okay, so let's do the wrap up here. What do I think about all this? Um, well, of course, on the one hand, things are variable. Like you do have all the different alkaloids and everything. And then on top of that, you have the different types and how a lot of people say like the types are fake and it's just a selling point. And I'm sure a lot of them are. I don't know if they all are. It seems like the processes are real uh, when you when you really get down to it. The process of different varieties of kratom and their effects can be influenced by the processing of kratom leaves. So I think that it's like there's merit to the idea of different types of kratom, but I think that all, there's merit to that that point that like a lot of the types are just BS, honestly. And, and so there's that, and you don't really know if what you're getting is consistently the same thing, let alone you know the alkaloid content might shift over time. However, we're starting to get to the point where you have these third-party tests on trusted Kratom sources or, you know, as a way to try to become a trusted Kratom source. And so you are able to see the alkaloid content. So technically, this is a factor you should be able to start to rule out because you can measure you know, at least a fair amount of the alkaloid, the significant aspects of the alkaloid content. And then when you have your effects take place, just write down what, what percentage of each alkaloid was in that batch. And, um, and there's that. And then I, I won't go down that road any further than this to say, once you open your bag, oxidization, is that how you say it? Some sort of process will kick in, I'm sure that will start changing the alkaloid content even further, but I, I don't know anything about it really, but 
So there's another factor. So of course, there's a million factors out there. That's just one example. Food, what kind of food, how healthy are you, exercise, etc. Sleep, time of day, time of night. Is the moon a full moon? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I did an episode on that, wondering about that. Uh, people are mostly made of water. The moon literally tugs our oceans, so it's doing something to us, right? Um, anyway, not getting into all that more, but I think that there are always going to be a million factors, but if you're, ex- but but there's this mystical component I still can't quite figure out, and I think this person's kind of getting at it in their original question that they pose, which everyone really does a great job of breaking down a lot of different parts of it, but. Um, why is it that like if I a week apart not even like take away even the, the remotest chance of tolerance influence because I really have never taken more than I than I have taken and and since I started this show and Indo White has always been my go-to type of Kratom and from the same source I will one week feel a certain way when I take it at the same time on a Monday at 1 p.m. after the same meal (laughs) or something similar and then the next week it will be the same and then the next week it'll be the same and then the next week it'll be kind of the same but not really and the only difference I can think of is that I was on a Zoom call right after taking it versus I was just like writing something down or looking at email like, why is that the factor that seems to have changed the experience? I can think of reasons why, but I'm just bringing it up because even if we can control for all the factors, I think that at the end of the day, plants and people and all the things you get down to it, we're all a bunch of just small, 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 small things. <laughs> I'm not even talking about like particles, like even smaller than that. And, and you know... There's too there's too many things happening for us to possibly understand why something will be the way it will or to predict it perfectly. We can't even predict the weather, you know? Uh, and that's why I brought up quantum computers earlier because I feel like if we're ever going to have an idea of why Kratom seems to affect us one way one day and then different another day, the best shot we would have at it, you know, if you, if you can get all the other factors out of the way and rule them out because of course you know a lot of time you could figure it out but if if it's a controlled experiment and you can't figure it out quantum computers would probably be helpful because they'll probably be able to they'll give us a chance or give us a shot at understanding things like the weather better they'd probably give us a better chance of understanding how a chemical is going to interact with our bodies and how we'll experience that interaction better So it's strange, and I wasn't thinking of ending it on this or taking it this direction, but I think that I think that if there's any chance of us understanding why there's this randomness for some people of how Kratom affects them, if you can rule out all of the other factors, which is nearly impossible, but if for some reason you think you've got all those others ruled out, quantum computers will give us the best chance at figuring out why something like Kratom will just change or the effects rather will change all of a sudden and I guess the best way to have a closed experiment for this sort of thing would be to to clone like to clone a kratom leaf perfectly as is like an exact replica duplicate which is I guess it's not 
I guess it's not like technically possible. I don't mean like cloning, like through cloning process where it's like you grow it from like an embryo or whatever, or like stem cell or whatever. Um, Cause I'm sure the alkaloid content will change in a different way than the original leaf. But, but if you could somehow just magically duplicate a kratom leaf and then instantly like do something with it the same way, and then like go back in time and do it again and rule out tolerance. That would be the way to figure it out because that would there'd be no reason for it to interact with you differently other than you would just know that you're testing whether or not it's going to interact with you differently. Now, you'd have to give yourself like uh, you'd have to erase your memory <laughs> and then do it again. So, I guess you're going to need a partner. <laughs> choose choose a partner, someone in class <laughs> and have them erase your memory and then have you know do the same thing with the same kratom leaf and and if the experience is different then i guess that means that there's something else going on there isn't there and it's kind of beyond you and it's kind of beyond the leaf whoa i'm gonna end it there (laughs) i can't get any deeper into this i gotta get back to work oh man all right everyone uh, thanks for following me down this uh, yellow brick road that, that that twists and turns and winds and I don't know if it ends up at the Emerald City. It's it's, en- it's ending up a little bit further, I think, than that. But hopefully, um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And we will plan on being back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you all then. Bye-bye.